You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network. As we get excited, we get pumped up for only our second ever movie preview episode. We've had a big month of DC recaps. We've gone over all four of the DCEU films with Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, and Wonder Woman. And now we're getting ready for the one that we've all been waiting for, Justice League. It's a league of justice, and that's what we all want to learn about. Uh, plenty to talk about. My name is Ben, and yeah! <laughs> and my name is Colin, and come together! <laughs> <laughs> the only two things that you get stuck in your head after seeing all the trailers is Aquaman on a Batmobile going, <laughs> yeah, and come together. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's all we're going to talk about. We don't know anything else that's happening in this movie. Um, yeah, spoiler free. <laughs> spoiler free. Um, but uh, very excited, obviously, in the lead up. The only time we've ever done one of these is Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, what, about six months ago now? Well, not even six months ago, like five months, four months ago, however long it was ago. And, uh, well, that turned out to be a pretty good film. So our track record so far is pretty decent when it comes to these. Uh, we've had a lot of uh, time to talk about the four previous films in this DCEU, and pretty much Colin and I were defending them. I think we might be the only podcast in the world that actually liked all four of the films. Um, but you yourself, Colin, have said multiple times on this show that you have been looking forward to this probably more so than Star Wars The Last Jedi, and we all know how much of a big Star Wars fan you are, so that's a big call. What is it about Justice League? How How is the excitement levels going now as we are pretty much a week away from this film? Uh, well, it's interesting because we, Jamie and I, went to go see Thor um, Ragnarok recently, and the trailers for both Justice League and The Last Jedi played back-to-back, and uh, uh, apparently I was telling everybody to shut up when the Justice League trailer was starting, <laughs> which we went, I should say, it's not just random people in the audience are like, hey, this is Justice League, shut up! <laughs> You're the dick guy in the cinema telling everybody to shut up. <laughs> shut up! It's on, I've seen it! Yeah. It was, uh, we went with my sister and brother-in-law, and I guess they were just sort of whispering stuff like, shut up, it's Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, shut up! <laughs> Which, was, of course, was followed by The Last Jedi, where, you know, they were continuing then, at that point, just to taunt me, and I'm like, I'm trying to watch this, be quiet! And then the trailer for Daddy's but, Home uh, 2 came on, and then you really told them to shut up. Shut up! Shut up, Will yeah. Ferrell! <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I, I don't know, I think... You know, by the time The Last Jedi comes out, that will be the real test. You know, am I more excited in December for Last Jedi than I am for Justice League now, uh, as we're like a week away from it? But leading up to this, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we've never seen this before. And it's such a big deal. And at least with Star Wars, we had a Star Wars movie two years ago. We had another Star Wars spinoff a year ago. We've had six movies prior to this. I mean, this is kind of like, I think, every boy's dream one day maybe I'll see a Justice League movie, you know? Mm. <laughs> and they eventually put together Batman versus Superman. You're like, this is the best it'll ever get. We'll never get anything bigger than this. And then, <laughs> you know, a year and a half later, we're seeing Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Cyborg, Aquaman, maybe Green Lantern. Who knows? Uh, it's just, it, it feels like this is the culmination of, you know, years of being fans of all these characters individually, and now we finally get to see him. Whether the movie's any good or not, I don't even care. I mean, it's something to get excited about, whether you even like the previous movies or not, because we've never seen this before. And people could say, yeah, well, we had the Avengers. The Avengers was basically made up of low 
A-level superheroes, high B-level superheroes. These are the ultimate DC superheroes. You don't get bigger than at least four out of the five we're going to see in this movie. I mean, it's just, oh, I can't wait for it. It's 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 monumental. Shut up, Ben. <laughs> poor, poor Aquaman. He's always the one that's left out there. Um, he's... <laughs> I wasn't even talking about Aquaman there. That's just funny. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I just always assume he's the one that <laughs> he's like, yeah, no one cares I, I, about. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's before you even talk for a second. Let's be honest here. I mean, is Aquaman a bigger star than Cyborg? Like, do most people know who Cyborg is outside of the Justice League? Um, no, probably not. But um, you yeah, know, good point. But I <laughs> just Aquaman's just the DC of the fandom. He's the whipping boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like everyone wants to hate on DC for just hating on DC. Everyone wants to hate on Aquaman because he's got long hair and a goatee. Um, I don't know why that would make him. Everybody in 2017 had long hair and a goatee, but um, <laughs> every hipster <laughs> on the planet right now is hated. I, I, yeah, I agree with everything you say, and like this is the thing. I mean, I, I think I mentioned this at the end of uh, Wonder Woman that when the Avengers did come out, I, the first thing that I thought of was like, yeah, cool. When do we get the one with the Superman and Batman and all that sort of stuff <laughs> in it? Like, you know, I'm like, great, Iron Man and Thor. Um, because, I mean, you obviously would say that the Marvel, you know, cinematic universe has probably made, as you were saying, some of these B-list superheroes bigger than they actually ever were. Uh, I mean, I, 10 years ago, couldn't have told you much about Iron Man. 10 years ago, I couldn't have told you much about Thor, you know. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd never heard of it. Never heard of it. Ant-Man, what? There's a superhero after an ant? Really? Um, so, you know, there's just a whole bunch of these ones that I couldn't have told you about. But, yeah, 10 years ago, if you had said to me, Batman, Superman, The Flash, uh, Wonder Woman, Aquaman even, you know, I uh, probably would have heard of Cyborg somewhere along the lines. I mean, Green Lantern I would have heard of. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of... Yeah, I, I agree with you, and I think that kind of a lot of people... This is the thing with uh, this film, though, that we'll no doubt probably mention a few times, that a lot of people uh, may be a bit nervous because, uh, you know, three out of these four films, or maybe two and a half out of these four films, necessarily haven't come away with glowing reviews and lived down to expectations. But I think we've kind of tried to go over those in the last four weeks, but... Um, this obviously is kind of the the point of this universe where we're going to get to see Batman again. We're going to see Wonder Woman again. Uh, we've seen very bl- brief glimpses of the Flash, Aquaman, and Cyborg. Superman, spoiler alert, he's going to be in it, people. He's not really yes. dead. He's fucking Superman. Um, and maybe we'll go over possible Green Lantern uh, appearances. But uh, I guess what we should go over here, kind of the synopsis of this film, really, Judging on just the Wikipedia page alone, but I guess for the most part what's known is this is uh, obviously going to be set a few months after Batman v Superman, so uh, I'm guessing it doesn't say, like, set a week after Diana's flashback in Paris in Wonder Woman. (laughs) Um, Or, like, you know, months after Midway City was attacked by the wobbly-armed Queen. Um, so, I mean, is this actually set after Suicide Squad? I'm guessing it is, because we obviously had Bruce yeah. Wayne talking to uh, Amanda Waller at the end, so, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so inspired by Superman's sacrifice for humanity, Bruce Wayne and Diana Prince assemble a team of metahumans, consisting of Barry Allen, Arthur Carr, and Victor Stone, to face the catastrophic threat of Steppenwolf, the band. They're back with a new album. <laughs> Can the Justice League stop them from releasing any new music? Uh, and his army of parademons who are on the hunt for the three mother boxes of Earth. Now, uh, on Earth, I should say. I, for one, who don't read, don't know anything about how to read words and shit, even though comics are pretty much filled with pictures. Probably could read those. 
Uh, do you know much about Mother Boxes, Steppenwolf, and Parademons? Yeah, well, I mean, this is all tying to Darkseid, who is really the big villain of all DC. And I think most people assumed, especially when we saw Batman vs. Superman, that we would see Darkseid in this movie. Uh, and Steppenwolf's just kind of one of the minions of Darkseid. Uh, I think he's like one of his head generals or something like that. But yeah, all of this stuff, I mean, if you've watched even DC animated shows, I mean, if anybody's watched more than a handful of episodes, they've probably seen Parademons at some point. I mean, this is the obvious choice for what they're going to do with a Just League movie. The only thing being using Steppenwolf as the new villain as opposed to Darkseid, that would just, I think it gives off the impression they're saving Darkseid for the next movie, which we should also mention, you know, when this movie was first in development, not even just first in development, even at the point they started filming it, this was called Justice League Part 1, and the idea was this would lead into Justice League Part 2, where Darkseid's going to appear. So whether or not we actually get two back-to-back movies, we won't really know until a week from now. But uh, it's interesting that that was the, they even announced this was the plan for the beginning. It's going to be Justice League 1, and then a year later, Justice League 2. Do you think they deliberately removed the Part 1 uh, given what's happened with the other films, just in case it's not as well received? Or do you feel it's just there's a surprise up their sleeves that they don't want to kind of give it away? I mean, do you think there's a reason why they've dropped mm. part one from the, the title? I, I honestly think just in the process of writing the script and developing the movie, they decided let's hold off on doing Justice League because, I mean, why milk it right away? And if anything, it would almost illustrate the opposite. They're like, we made so much money off of this. Why are we going to blow Justice League Part 1 and 2 before we even get a chance to launch all these characters? Let's use Justice League 1, and then in the years in between Justice League 1 and 2, we can do more Wonder Woman, do a Flash movie, Aquaman, Shazam, which is coming up, and really explore the universe. Um, To say it would be based on the... Uh, reaction to the other movies, then you're going to have to say it was the same thing for Marvel because Marvel announced they were doing Infinity War Part 1 and 2, and now they've just backtracked and said, well, it's not going to be Infinity War Part 1 and 2 anymore. They're going to have their own titles, and now they've even backtracked even more and said, this is its own Infinity War, is its own standalone movie. It's not a Part 1 and 2. The interesting thing, I guess, in comparison to this, the Avengers, is that going into the Avengers, we'd sort of had a standalone film of the main ones, hadn't we? For each of them. We had an Iron Man film, a Captain America. I mean, technically, we had a Hulk, but it was a different Hulk, obviously, going into it. Uh, and we'd had a Thor movie. I mean, I guess kind of the difference here is we've had a standalone Superman, we've had a standalone Wonder Woman, not really a standalone Batman, but, I mean, he's, I guess, the one that probably had enough of his story. We don't really need a complete standalone one. We got him in Batman v Superman. We haven't had a standalone Flash, uh, Cyborg, or Aquaman one. So, I mean, do you think that's going to make much of a difference coming into this, even though we've sort of briefly had each of them introduced already in Batman v Superman? Um, I think it's going to make it easier to introduce them later on because if you look at what DC's doing, they're kind of taking, uh, I'm not going to say the opposite approach of Marvel, but they determined from the beginning, we're not going to rip off what Marvel's doing, we're going to do our own thing. And instead of using solo movies to launch the Justice League, they said the Justice League, and it also comes down to how big these characters are, like we ran through the beginning. Iron Man and Captain America, those are big characters. Thor kind of up there incredible hulk definitely up there but the majority of the members of the avengers they're not on the i mean even the incredible hulk isn't really on the level with superman batman and wonder woman maybe even not even flash so it makes sense that they would want to build towards the avengers for marvel whereas with dc they say we're going to use justice league as the launching pad for these other characters and that's the form format that works with introducing wonder woman and even batman 
because nobody wanted to see Ben Affleck as Batman. Well, they introduced him through a Superman movie, and now all of a sudden everybody loves Batman. They introduced Wonder Woman briefly. It was like the trial run through you know a Superman and Batman movie, and now all of a sudden everybody's crazy about Wonder Woman. I would argue I don't think that Wonder Woman, we went through the box office grosses last week, I don't think this movie opens as well as it does and makes $400 million and makes more than any superhero movie in who knows how many years if they hadn't introduced her first. If this was her first introduction, I don't think we get as many people watching it. So I think it's a smart idea that they're doing it that way. I'm going to go over some of the cast and the crew and all that sort of stuff. But I just, I, I'm sure you've probably seen my updated picture here on Skype. Uh, for those at home, we Colin and I play a little game, I guess, where we make our <laughs> Skype profile picture something to do with the episode. We try and be funny, but it works. Uh, the Parademon, according to Wikipedia, is some weird green and gold horned thing with a little speech bubble that says, Skriddly Hom Goo, hello. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember that panel from the comics. <laughs> I really hope we get to see a line in this movie of Squiddly Hongu, hello! <laughs> like, <laughs> what the hell is a parademon? Is that, is that explained? It kind of looks like a wolverine mixed with a Captain Boomerang green <laughs> bullet man thing. Yeah, well, I mean, these are just like the soldiers on uh, Darkseid's world apocalypse. What? And uh, I don't know if they've ever you know, explored whether these are just the native creatures or if Darkseid just breeds them for this purpose. But I guess that's, yeah, that's maybe a very early parademon there. They look a little bit cooler now. These are one of those like, things with the wings, right, that we see in the trailer, am I not mistaken? Or Yeah. Right. And that we saw in Batman v Superman, Batman Superman as well. Batman Superman, right. Okay, cool. I really, I'm just hoping for the scriddly hom goo hello line at some point. Uh, throughout the uh, the film. But, uh, yeah, I guess the cast, as we sort of know going into this, really, I mean, obviously, your, your big ones. Um, in order of what it's referenced here on Wikipedia, which is generally sometimes, I guess, how it's billed on the uh, actual uh, the cast list. So, Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, obviously, it's a spoiler alert, Henry Cavill's in it. Oh, no! <laughs> Don't spoil it for me. This is going to be the biggest plot twist since Empire Strikes Back. Um, A.B. Adams is billed third as Lois Lane. <laughs> so, like, on, on the, the superhero movie of superhero movies justice league finally lois lane apparently is more important than wonder woman flash aquaman and cyborg so um, well, we knew she'd be more important than aquaman right well i mean that's <laughs> not that hard i mean again amy adams meh um obviously gal Gadot, <laughs> diana prince uh then, then our new crew that we've, we've only sort of seen brief flashes of uh ezra miller as uh barry allen flash jason momoa is it uh arthur curry yeah, aquaman ray fisher as victor stone cyborg and then obviously our other players we've got uh alfred's back jeremy einstein lane martha um, Connie Nielsen, as apparently as I read it as Hippopotamus, otherwise known as Hippopotamus, <laughs> so, our Amazonian queen. J.K. Simmons! Oh, how excited yes. are we for this? J. Jonah Jamison. I mean, James Gordon. Uh, he's back. Uh, Kieran Hines as Steppenwolf. And then sort of in the minor roles, um, relegated to the small leagues, uh, Joe Morton, Robin Wright, and Jesse Eisenberg. Yay. Um, but the one here that uh, stood out for me in terms of the other cast here, uh, Billy Crudup. Uh, but who, you're still trying to figure out who he is. I know, I know everyone somewhere. But Willem Dafoe's in this movie. Uh, the Oz Network's Willem Dafoe. Uh, so, this is just uh, <laughs> Justice League, where Spider-Man original trilogy actors go to die. Um, so, uh, I'm ex- randomly excited to see random Willem Dafoe in this film. 
But, uh, yeah, I mean, great cast, obviously. Uh, I guess we could talk probably about what our anticipation is going to be of the three newbies uh, in Flash, Aquaman, and Cyborg. I think that the trailers really have been very heavy on Aquaman. This is really them trying to sell, please like this guy. He's not that bad. Yeah. Um, and, obviously, Aquaman's well, going to be the first one to get his own standalone movie. It's been filmed. I think it might have been finished being filmed in Australia. Uh, that's coming out next year. Uh, and the one that I still think they kind of ignore the most in these is Cyborg. I mean, does Ray Fisher get any lines yeah. in these trailers? I think he gets like one. Um, <laughs> but I mean, thoughts on these three? I, I just quickly will add, I, I think I really like Ezra Miller. He seems really cool as a Flash. I, I'm looking forward to seeing him the most probably out of these three. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, Ezra Miller, I had seen him in a movie, I don't know if you ever saw, called Perks of Being a Wallflower a couple of years ago. Oh, it's on the list. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a really good movie though. Um, I've never heard of it. I remember watching. Sorry, <laughs> I remember watching the movie and thinking this one guy's really good in it, and uh, he got like you know a ton of buzz after that movie. And then I kind of heard nothing about him for years. And then when he was cast in or as the Flash for for you know Batman v Superman, all of a sudden I'm like, wait, that was that guy from Perks being a Wallflower. And I just I could picture him as Barry Allen because he had this quirkiness, he had this humor. But you also got that he could be a bit of a geek. But the the troubling thing, I think, was the fact that the Flash TV show launched around the same time. And I remember back when they first started making Man of Steel and they were talking about, you know, developing the DC universe. And it was around the same time they had the Arrow TV show. And then they said, we're going to make a Flash TV show. And I always figured they're going to use the TV shows as a way to... I still think that would have been a great way to promote this movie. I mean, people are always you know, dying for movie adaptations of TV shows like X-Files and 24 and stuff like that. You know, if you had done the arrow from the TV show in the Just League movie or the Flash from the TV show in the Just League movie, I think that would have been a great idea. Um, it would have been really hard to get the Flash over with audiences if they hadn't cast somebody as good as Ezra Miller. And the fact that even just in the few clips we saw of him, you know, one scene really in you know donna justice one scene in suicide squad and then just a couple moments from the trailer i mean he steals every moment he's on screen and even as a huge fan of the flash tv show i'm forgetting about grant gustin already like i i can separate these two worlds now and i can already see how they're doing things differently you know the other guys i mean uh, ray fisher i don't think he's he's kind of i guess on the gal gadot level where he's not necessarily famous, but they just said this would be a great guy to play Cyborg. He's a theatre actor, and isn't he? What like, I... He's not really that tested, if I'm not mistaken. Like He's mainly a, a Broadway yeah, actor or I... something, isn't he? Yeah, I'm not sure where he comes from. Just uh, He is, as you said, untested. But, uh, I mean, that's the same thing as Gal Gadot, and people really question her casting. Uh, I'm just going over right now to see if I've seen him in anything. And he was in... Uh, a TV show called The Astronauts' Wives Club. Yeah. I saw that show. Uh, <laughs> on my that's list, his too. Only, <laughs> <laughs> that's his only acting role he's had outside of playing Cyborg, at least on screen. So I'm probably his theater, like you said. But I remember just being skeptical, thinking, well, they cast this complete unknown as Cyborg. Um, and then the way that they introduce him in that one Dawn of Justice clip where he has the transformation you know, with the mother box and everything... I mean, just like his screaming was almost terrifying. And I'm like, okay, this guy's got it. And, you know, Jason Momoa, I mean, I don't think you could have done Aquaman. He looks nothing like the Aquaman from the comics. His personality in his movie is nothing like the Aquaman from the comics. And I think that's why people are excited about Aquaman all of a sudden. <laughs> because they're like, I love Jason Momoa. I mean, made him cool. I think every woman, 
Yeah, and every woman I know who's want to see this movie wants to see it because not even because of Henry Cavill or Ben Affleck, because of Jason Momoa. I mean, he's going to bring a lot of people into this movie, particularly with like his Game of Thrones fame. And I think he's, even though when he was cast, I thought this is the weirdest casting ever, but I get it, and it's brilliant. I yeah, I, I have no clue who this guy is. I'm just looking at his credits in terms of. Uh... I can probably see why the girls love him. I mean, he's been in basically every single Baywatch film, uh, TV show from the uh, the nineties as well. He's been around for that long. Oh, well, Baywatch Hawaii. Conan um. <laughs> Barbarian. He's basically just one of these guys who's shirtless with weapons killing. They've people. just basically gone. Oh, this guy's got nice abs. Can you act? Yes. Okay. You're in everything that involves yeah. you not having a shirt on. <laughs> Uh, so Jamie's favourite, basically. Uh, I mean, there's that scene in the trailer where he's just standing in the water there with his tattoos and just like just want to punch him just because he's so good looking. But he he does seem like <laughs> he does seem cool though. Like you know, there's that yeah. there's a line in one of the trailer when he's like on the roof there with uh, it's like oh yeah, literally a bat. I dig it, <laughs> or whatever it is, just the, the way he says it. Um, yeah, Rayfish. I watched uh, there was a video I watched on YouTube. It was kind of like some one of these like top ten unknown casting, you know, we don't know how they're going to go, or unusual casting choices for upcoming movies. And Ray Fisher was in it because they were talking about him, the fact that he's untested, he's a theatre actor. Um, so, like, this is where there's, like, a risk. But, I mean, I'm with you. I think kind of what we've seen, um, you know, in Batman v Superman, and then even, like, the two lines he gets in the trailers, uh, you know, he seems pretty decent. But, yeah, Ezra Miller, I only kind of know him. He was in Californication for, like, a, a, a bit of a stretch. Uh, I can't remember what season it was, but that's the only thing I've actually ever seen him in. So, uh, yeah, but he's just he just seems fun. Um, just was that the the trailer bit where he's like, "Oh, the bat signal. That's what they that's what they put in the sky. Like that means we're going to go." And he's just like, "Yes, oh yeah, that's what no, that means." He's like, uh, <laughs> "Yeah, that's what they put up there when you." Oh, he's like, "Oh, sorry, not you when Batman." And then they're like, "That's what it is." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's your, what's your superpower again? I'm rich. <laughs> 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 um, look at us laughing at the trailers already. They're probably the only comedy comedy lines in all of the. <laughs> we're going to come out of this. Oh God! They showed it all in the trailers. They they did all that. Um, I guess we're going to talk about J.K. Simmons, though, don't we? I mean, James oh, yeah. Gordon. I mean, this is the thing about DC. This is where you know I'm slowly catching up on Marvel, and you know, even as I'm watching these films and they introduce like these side characters, like oh, here's Nick Fury. I'm like, ooh, who's that? Um, like, I mean, at least a lot of these side characters in DC. You just know Lois Lane. We just talked about her. She's like the third build star of this film, you know. And obviously James Gordon. I mean, for those who watch Gotham, I mean, he's the star of that. Everyone knows who James Gordon is, Commissioner Gordon. Um, so I mean, he's just iconic and big in his his own right. I mean, the list of actors who have obviously played him in lots of uh, you know live action ad- adaptations. How is J.K. Simmons going to handle this role? We love. J.K. Simmons on the Oz Network. We've everything we've seen to cover has him in it. He was in our Spider-Man coverage. He's been in Nip Tuck. He was in Third Watch. Now he's going to be in Justice League. So I mean, J.K. Simmons. Let's just talk about him forever, can we? Yeah, and if we ever just do random movies, one of my favorite movies of all time, which is only a few years old, is a movie Whiplash that he won the Oscar mm, for. I which like, wanted to see it. Just. Oh, if if you watch one YouTube clip, I mean, you're going to be hooked. <laughs> He's amazing in that movie. And uh, everything he does, I always get excited. I remember uh, going all the way back, probably the first thing I saw him in outside of Spider-Man was um, uh, a really bad Coen Brothers movie, uh, The Lady Killers with Tom Hanks. 
and uh like it, just even in that movie i'm like this guy's awesome and it was such a bad joke like he basically had like ibs and he's just sitting there you know uh always running to the bathroom <laughs> that was his entire gimmick but i'm like this guy's amazing and it's so hard to follow up gary oldman because if i'm talking about like my all-time favorite actors gary oldman's top 10 maybe top five I agree so to replace gary oldman i mean it takes somebody really special and when they said J.K. Simmons, it was kind of like, you know, when uh, they cast, you know, Jason Momoa. I'm like, well, he's not the obvious choice, at least to replace Gary Oldman. But I get it. And he's like, I couldn't think of anybody better to make me forget Gary Oldman. And we've really only seen images of him. I, mean, I don't know if he said more than one or two lines so far. But it's not going to matter. I mean, he's J.K. Simmons. He he could basically phone this performance in and you buy this is Commissioner Gordon, this iconic character. And he's kind of like Chris Pine, isn't he? I mean, you know, he's as good looking. Uh, you know, he just, you want to hang out with this guy. I'm sure Jamie's into him. Uh, on, you know, like. Funny enough. Um, <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> well, I mean, my profile pick right now is J.K. Simmons lifting weights. Looks like David Letterman. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess physically, yeah, except for the arms. Oh, bearded, but bearded David Letterman. Have you seen what David Letterman looks like recently? New David Letterman. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, 2017 Letterman. Yeah. But J.K. Simmons, when he announced he was in this movie, this picture was released of him lifting weights, and his arms look like something Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill could only get in their <laughs> dreams. Like this guy is in insane shape, and why he's getting in this shape for Just League, I don't know. But funny enough. When we were watching Whiplash, and this is before he even did Justice League, Jamie caught a glimpse of J.K. Simmons' arms as he was wearing a tight T-shirt. She's like, this old man's got it going on. Oh, <laughs> so, this whole movie is filled out with, with even old and young men that Jamie's going to be very distracted this by. This is why you don't want to go see it on your anniversary. <laughs> like, it's not exactly. just Henry yeah. Cavill. You know, it's everyone in this film. Um, <laughs> I just I just hope uh, in Spider-Man Homecoming 2, if they cast uh, J. Jonah Jameson, they put Gary Oldman in the role now. It's kind of like... Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, by that stage, at, at the time of recording this, I mean, Gary Oldman's almost an assured... Oscar winner at this point is he not for uh, the Winston Churchill movie from what have you seen the trailer should have been for Tinker yeah and I, I say he should have been for Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy and so many other things before this but yeah it's it's time he's only been nominated once has he can we just do a Gary Oldman episode <laughs> like I'm with you I love that <laughs> yes. man that guy Gary Oldman month oh Gary, year <laughs> 2018 fuck year. everything else that's been released it's, <laughs> it's Gary Oldman this year like, yeah, it's like the Chinese New Year it's like it's the year of the Oldman <laughs> Oh, God, yeah, I'm with you. I love that man. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of excited to see Willem Dafoe randomly. He's playing, uh, apparently, Nudis Volko. Uh, now, I apologize I apologize if I've mispronounced that. Uh, who apparently is a supporting character in the Aquaman universe. Um, and don't know much about him. Do you know much about the esteemed Nudis Volko? No. <laughs> uh, I've read a little bit of Aquaman, uh, I do have to say they've done a good job with Aquaman kind of playing up to people's jokes about it and making him a cool. I think there's a reason why, you know, uh, Aquaman is experiencing, I guess, a bit of a revival now. And that's just because they play up on the jokes like we know it's a lame power, but let's make this guy cool somehow. And uh, even the Aquaman animated movie that came out recently was pretty good. But I think my exposure to Aquaman is basically only Aquaman and his wife, which uh, I'm even struggling to think of her name right now. But, Jenny. You know, those two characters. 
Jenny is his wife. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, know if that really it is. is. <laughs> it, it is funny that um, this isn't even the first live action attempt to make an Aquaman. Uh, they did, well, Aquaman was obviously on the Smallville TV show. Uh, and based off of that, the creators of Smallville tried to do an Aquaman TV show, uh, which they filmed a pilot for, which I saw it was average, uh, but it never got picked up. And uh, the guy who played Aquaman on that TV show, Justin Hartley, ended up, when the show didn't get picked up, being hired to play the Green Arrow on Smallville. And since then, he's gone on to be on like the biggest show on the planet right now, This Is Us. Uh, so, so far, Aquaman, even though the attempts to film it haven't been successful, it's been kind to the one actor playing him. Um, but yeah, we've never seen anything other than Aquaman himself portrayed on screen. And even then, it wasn't Aquaman the way the comics is. It's a guy living on a beach who can swim. <laughs> well, when you Google nudist Volko, pretty much everything that comes up is Willem Dafoe. So, um, that's, yeah. that's the extent of what he's known. Uh, about I mean, the only thing I kind of know about Aquaman, besides everybody ripping shit into him, is just Big Bang Theory. I think there was the episode where... Um, yeah. Oh, was it Raj came dressed as Aquaman on that horse? Isn't he on a horse or something like that? Or is that like a seahorse? Yeah. Sea horse? <laughs> yeah. What is he, What are his powers? Do you know? Uh well, he he, he rules the ocean. He can control uh, anything in the water, and he can swim really fast. And he's got a massive trident. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can see why he gets shit ripped into, and that's lame. This- <laughs> It's a lot cooler in the comics than they've ever portrayed it on TV and animated form. Which, I mean, I, I, but, I'm kind of excited, though, for the Aquaman film, just because, I mean, it's been filmed in Australia. Oh, yeah. uh, it's got a great cast. Um, and one person I've actually interviewed, third watchers, Michael Beach, uh, is in it. Nicole Kidman's in it. Dolph Lundgren's in it. Dolph Lundgren? <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> Dolph is in it. The the only famous Dolph, similar to our Whoopi. (laughs) Wonder Dolph. Uh, Don't start. Um, But yeah, I mean, do you have anything else? Any other people from the cast that I'm kind of glaring over that you want to have a chat about? Um, no, I mean, we've covered most of them. Uh, You know, other than so many of the ones returning, like, you know, we are going to get. your favorite uh, Auntie Antiope again, yes. uh, played by <laughs> played by um, Robin Wright, and obviously we said Connie Nielsen's back as Queen Hippo, as you call her hippopotamus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I kind of figured when I saw them on IMDb's cast list that this would be a small role, but I don't know if it was Connie Nielsen or Robin Wright who had an interview recently saying that they actually feel like they have more to do in Justice League than they had in Wonder Woman. And yeah, Wonder Woman, they were only in like the first 20 minutes of the movie, but it was all of them in the first 20 minutes of the movie. Plus, I have looked up the track listing for the soundtrack, and there is a track list that is called Hippolyta's Arrow. Oh. So we're going to be seeing a lot. I mean, I feel like all this talk about reshoots and everything, it's probably extremely minor things. That's what reshoots are. They're not reshooting the entire movie. But I feel like, if anything, it was including a little bit more Superman than maybe the movie had originally, because we do know Henry Cavill was pulled away from Mission Impossible to do these reshoots. And I would also guess that the response of Wonder Woman, they said, well, let's put some more Amazonian stuff in there. Let's include a little bit more Wonder Woman. Which, I mean, one thing we should say that the, the marketing for this film, I mean, the trailers look fantastic. Uh, we haven't really sort of, I mean, we can talk about them in just a sec, but um, they, they've done really well. I mean, as much as they've announced Henry Cavill's in it, 
and you see, you know, a brief little dream sequence in, I guess, the, the last trailer they released, they've done very well in hiding him from the trailers and the, and the posters. I mean, none of the yeah. posters really, the official posters, I should say, have Superman on them, uh, which, I mean, it's kind of a bold move because I guess when you think of Justice League, you think Superman, Batman is the main ones. Uh, so to not have Superman on this at all... Uh, I mean, I'm looking at the major, the main poster here. I mean, you know, Batman's kind of even on the side in this one. You know, Wonder Woman's sort of in that prime position with Aquaman at the top. Um, and then the Flash at the, the front. So I think that as much as we know he's going to be in this film, to kind of keep it sort of secret in the way they're going to do it, because we, we don't necessarily know. I mean, he could be in this. He could be Luke skywalker in this film. He could show up in the last five <laughs> minutes holding his yeah. hand out and here's the mother box. Clark, you know, because it's Star Wars, so, yeah. Yeah, well, I I do think he's going to be in the movie more than that, uh, just because of the amount of time that Henry Cavill spent on set. And I think there's a difference between the Mark Hamill thing. Like, everybody knew Mark Hamill was there for the filming of Force Awakens, but it's not like Mark Hamill was in the public eye the same way Henry Cavill is. And Henry Cavill is really big on social media, you know, always releasing this is what I'm doing today. And just the amount of time he spent on the Justice League set, plus the fact that he himself released a kind of zoomed in shot of what is clearly like the black suit of Superman, which if you know the comic books, I mean, you kind of knew where this was going anyways with the whole death of Superman, Superman lives storyline. But uh, I think it's clear he's going to be in this movie a lot. And then just the fact that he had to come back for several weeks to do this with a mustache and all that was digitally removed. (laughs) Um, we probably are going to get a lot of him. But, I mean, everybody knows he's in the movie. But, yeah, I like that they have hidden him from this. And even just all around, the trailers, like, they look great, but they're kind of taking the Force Awakens route with this, where they said, we're going to release to you images, but we're going to give you no real idea. I mean, even Steppenwolf. I mean, we see one shot of Steppenwolf, I think, in the the second trailer. And that's the one that also features Henry Cavill. But, of course, it's what looks like it's probably a flashback or, um, you know, a dream sequence or something like that. Uh, but, like, we know he's going to appear, but it's just, it, it, it's very bold. And I think it's going to make it more effective when he does reappear. And it's not that, you know, people would have been let down if they expected anything more of Superman. I think the Luke Skywalker thing proves that it, as long as you do it effectively, the audience will accept it as little as you have of them in the movie. But I even think about myself, like I'm most excited to see what they do with Superman in this movie. Yeah. And it, even when I was telling everybody in the theater to shut up on the trailer, <laughs> trailer played the other night, uh, what my sister kept doing to mock me, is she kept saying, Superman's dead. They're not bringing him back. I'm like, shut up. He's coming back. Okay. And like, this is just a flashback scene. Like it's not a flashback. He's in the movie. They released the black scene. And I'm doing all this in the middle of the trailer. Just quiet. Let me watch this. Uh, I'm getting very defensive about it. So, you know that he's going to be back, and it's going to be it's going to be all, all the much better when he does appear, based on the fact we have not seen him. Just a uh, random note here on my Canadian music knowledge: Didn't the esteemed Canadian band Our Lady Peace do a song called "Superman's Dead"? They did, yes. Yes, um, and <laughs> the esteemed Canadian band Steppenwolf, uh, <laughs> Magic Carpet Ride, and others. Yes. Just uh, a randomly, uh, friend in Canada. She tried to sell me the band Our Lady Peace, and I think the only one that I ever like listened to more than once was Superman's Dead. I'm like, this is all right. <laughs> they were like, here's the thing: Our Lady Peace, at least for their first three or four CDs were enormous in Canada, like as big as it can, as big as it could possibly get. 
uh, like way bigger than Nickelback ever has been. <laughs> uh, but that song, Superman's Dead, I think you, there was probably a reaction in every theater in Canada when that newspaper comes up at the end of Donna Justice that says Superman's dead, where everybody is like, <laughs> Our Lady Peace. Nobody else in the world's going to get it, though. But nice, nice nod there to all of the Canadians listening. It's, it's my inner Canadian, Colin. You know it's there. You know it's there. Uh, I mean, anything really else to add on the trailer? I mean, I've, I've, this is the thing. I don't know if it's just a DC thing or people are just straight away, oh, this looks terrible. I mean, some people, the way they've sort of mentioned about the, the trailers, I remember when they were announced, I know a couple of people who are just very anti-DC. They just don't want to hear anything good about Batman v Superman or Suicide Squad. Like, oh, the special effects look terrible and it looks so bad like i mean I, look, I, that's my reaction to that i'm speechless but i mean really there are just people that they just seem to want to hate this for hating it it's the aquaman argument yeah. like oh aquaman we're gonna hate him no matter what um yeah but i mean this i i think personally these trailers look awesome i mean the music like you even you're come together like that song like mm. that's been done to death in terms of you know beatles obviously original song michael jackson did a great version of it and plenty of other people have done versions of it i mean that's epic even the the heroes one which again the another heroes, song yeah. which has been done to death the david bowie song but still it's still a great version of it i think all the trailers to me they give me goosebumps they look fantastic and all the people who think they look shit fuck off yeah, it, I. the thing is, is, the only thing I could see anybody really complaining about with the trailer is that it doesn't show us that much. It's just a collection of action scenes, a couple of moments of this is how the team's put together. You know, Bruce visits uh, Aquaman, Bruce visits The Flash and all that. Um, but I think when this movie comes out, I mean, it's not even going to be the trailer. Trailers don't have to sell movies anymore. The movies just sell themselves. And right now, the forecast for this movie have it like well over 120 million you know which is maybe a down a bit from batman versus superman but it's also being released at a completely different time of year and there's you know a different type of hype around this i mean there is no way that anybody can walk out of wonder woman and then say i have no interest in seeing justice league and the success of wonder woman i think is really going to get more people into this but there we've talked about every single week there are just people who determine they have to hate everything DC does and they have to love everything Marvel does. And this is what Jamie and I talked about in the Thor Ragnarok episode, that the, the people who are like this, they will ignore everything wrong with Marvel movies. There are a lot of real issues with Thor Ragnarok that people completely ignore. And then there are a lot of really good things about every DC movie that people choose to ignore. So like, you just the movie's going to be huge and it's going to be great too and this is kind of a side note that you probably won't even get but one of the things that they did was they involved DC Comics more and this is kind of what has helped a lot with Marvel as well and there's a guy named Jeff Johns who not only I guess is the head of uh, DC's movie division he doesn't make the movies but i guess he's the liaison between the comics and the movies uh he wrote several episodes of smallville over the years like some of the best episodes of smallville he's been involved in several of these other productions of producer before but they basically heavily involved him on this movie and with all the dc movies going forward he has like co-writers credits this is the guy who writes half of the dc comics to this day he writes the justice league comic and everything and i think just bringing a person like that on there this movie is going to be different from what we've seen before so whether you like the previous ones or hated them this movie's something different you kind of have to judge it on its own to me it's kind of like the force awakens argument just that i mean the scene as soon as that came out everyone's like oh this is the best star wars film like just everybody was like blind i'm not saying the force awakens is a bad film 
but I mean, yeah. you know, I think kind of a lot. It, do- it doesn't hold up the way it did two years ago. Yeah, but- I mean, to me, it was a lot of a lot of people just seem to come out of it and just have these blinkers on. And you know, I mean, you and I have talked a lot about this a lot of the time. Again, I'd say this. I'd probably rank it fifth out of the the seven films. You know, I'm not saying it's a bad film. I'm not. I like The Force Awakens. I'm going to put a prequel ahead of it. One of them. So <laughs> shut up. Leave me alone. Uh, but anyway. I that's... might put more than one ahead of it. <laughs> uh, we'll obviously, Star Wars Month coming soon on the Oz Network. Um, the crew, I guess, of this film, I mean, obviously Zack Snyder's behind this. Uh, did Man of Steel, mm. did Batman v Superman. But I mean, I think kind of the big one here in a lot of the sort of what the rewrites and people involved, Joss Whedon's involved in this, which, I mean, you know, he's esteemed, uh, you know, except for his failed Wonder Woman uh, one. I mean, <laughs> you know, we know him from Buffy, Angel, Firefly, and of course, very much uh, involved in the two Avengers movies. Uh, I mean, is this, like, a coup for DC to get him involved? Was Joss Whedon poached? Was Joss Whedon wanted to be involved? I mean, I guess it's kind of like the the J.J. Abrams. He did Star Trek and he did Star Wars, so it's kind of like he's yeah. worked on both sides of the fence. I mean... Is this obviously going to work for positives or negatives for for this film? Well, I mean, you can look at Joss Whedon's career and say there's positives and negatives. You know, he's had great TV shows. Like, I mean, I'm not really a Buffy fan, but like Buffy and, you know, Serenity. And he's had bad TV shows like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, he's (laughs) had good superhero movies like Avengers 1, and he's had terrible superhero movies like Avengers 2. (laughs) Uh, But the thing that I, I think is most interesting is that he did his original vision was he wanted to do wonder woman we went over in the wonder woman episode how his script's not exactly very well received now that it's been leaked online but that's kind of what he wanted to do you know him getting involved in avengers was almost like plan b um but the the thing that happened with the avengers movies is like he left on bad terms with marvel during the course of age of ultron you know he was very disgruntled with marvel's involvement in the movie uh, he kind of says they took complete control away from me and blames the quality of the movie on that. And he even uh, was bad-mouthing Marvel before the movie came out and basically refused to even promote the movie in some places. So him walking away from Marvel, I think it was only a matter of time before he did get involved in DC. It was surprising to me that before his involvement in Justice League started, it was announced he was doing Batgirl, of all things, which, I mean, Batgirl, the comic book, is amazing. It's not Alicia Silverstone. I think we talked about that before. we don't want Alicia Silverstone again, man. <laughs> this isn't Die Another Day. <laughs> well, I don't want her as Batgirl. I just want Alicia Silverstone to do something. Stop being like a mum <laughs> blogger. Just, Alicia Silverstone, <laughs> do something. Like, please. <laughs> Maybe she'll have a cameo along with Willem Dafoe. <laughs> <laughs> She's like the Lou Ferrigno uh, in The Incredible Hulk. She's a security guard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I want pizza. Or the voice. <laughs> She'll be the voice of Lois Lane in this. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Um, but I guess the other funny thing is, like, obviously, people have been kind to, like, they weren't very kind to Zack Snyder when this movie was being made. And obviously, the circumstances surrounding why he walked away, people are being very kind to him now. But there is still a lot of talk of people saying, well, they just scrapped all of his movie and J- Joss Whedon took over. You can't do a month worth of reshoots on a movie that took four months to film and say he reshot the whole movie. And from what I understand, he was basically just you know, filming things that were kind of like Zack Snyder approved in the first place. There's some argument of the fact is like, well, he should be, he'd be getting a director's credit. And the argument people are using is they've already given him a screenwriter's credit. I didn't even realize this till today, but Zack Snyder brought Joss Whedon on as a screenwriter and what was going to be an uncredited screenwriter before he left the movie. 
So the fact that Joss Whedon is credited as a screenwriter has nothing to do with his involvement as a director. His involvement as a director is something completely different. And I do feel like we're really going to be getting a Zack Snyder movie, but we're getting a lot of the Joss Whedon script, which he's now being credited for. Which I'm just learning here. I think we might have mentioned in our Twister recap that he was involved slightly in one of the rewrites. Uh, I had no idea he was a co-writer on Toy Story, to which he was nominated for an Academy Award. He was an uncredited rewrite on Speed um, and also Waterworld. So... (laughs) There you go. Alien Resurrection. <laughs> We're talking about the highs and lows of Joss, Joss Whedon's career here. Titan AE. He's uh, on X-Men. Oh, I love that movie. Atlantis, The oh. Lost Empire. Um, I mean, I'm a Buffy fan. Uh, I mean, I've only watched it once, but I enjoyed it. So I guess I'm I can... Dollhouse fan. Have you ever seen Dollhouse? Oh, I think I've seen clips of it. <laughs> That's about it. There's... Yeah, there's a show. I mean, we're only looking at like 20 episodes. We'll cover Dollhouse one day, please. Dollhouse, yes. Okay, sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's um, also just in the, the music uh, in terms of the theme. Uh, I think we, we mentioned in one of our episodes before about how I did read somewhere that there will be, it's you know, apparent, I don't know if it's confirmed, but I read in an interview that there will be elements in this film where they're going to use the original Superman theme, uh, the original Batman theme. And I don't know about the Wonder Woman. It's probably a bit... <laughs> Not, but um, but I did read in an interview. I don't know if it was with Hans Zimmer or somebody else. Uh, well, he's not in it, but uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> he might have just been trolling uh, Danny Elfman. Um, yeah, I, I did sort of mention. I mean, it's kind of we've moved. I think obviously past those because in terms of it's a new universe. But I mean, it'd be a nice real little fangasm moment to hear. Uh, you know, Superman theme in there, a bit of the Batman theme, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, well, Danny Elfman kind of created the modern superhero theme. What did we have for superhero movies, period, prior to that? It was Superman. So if we can have that Superman theme and then that 1989 Danny Elfman Batman theme, that those are still to this day, find one superhero movie uh, that has any type of theme that's associated as close with the characters as those two are, the Batman theme and the Superman theme. So I, I know for sure, like, they have confirmed at least because of Danny Elfman's involvement, he has confirmed that, that we will have the Batman theme. I really hope we have the Superman one. I even mentioned that in the Man of Steel episode that I always talked about, even before, you know, Superman Returns, that if you did a complete reboot, you still have to use that theme because it's so identifiable. And it would almost be like, you know, you look at the new Star Trek movies, they're really, I mean, you, yeah, it's a prequel if you want to call it that, but it's basically a reboot. And they still use those uh, themes as well. And uh, I don't care if it's Rogue One or whatever. I mean, you have to have some type of Star Wars theme in a Star Wars movie. And uh, even if it's just a nod, I'll be so happy to have that. And even just having Danny Elfman. uh, Danny Elfman was kind of the go-to guy for way too many years. And I feel like he kind of overstayed his welcome uh, (laughs) with superhero movies. You know, he did the the Batmans, and then he did the Spider-Mans, and then he did... The incredible, not the Incredible Hulk, but the Hulk, and then he had the Men in Blacks in there as well. And I just got like Danny Elfman out, where it was all started to sound the same to me. He's been away from it long enough. Uh, I was lucky; I found here they have released one track from the soundtrack called "Heroes Theme." Mm-hmm. Everybody, listen to this. Go out and listen to "Heroes Theme" by Danny Elfman from the Just League movie. It is incredible, and it doesn't even sound like Danny Elfman. It sounds like this great blend between what Hans Zimmer's created so far and what Danny Elfman does. The interview I found here um, 
it's with Danny Elfman. This is on gizmodo.com.au. Cool. Um, he says that uh, Danny Elfman's Justice League soundtrack will bring back William's unmistakable Superman theme to the screens. The tidbit comes from a new oh. interview Elfman did with Billboard, which it's not Gizmodo just stolen the interview, uh, where he also hints that <laughs> some of the same style of work he used for the Tim Burton Batman will make its way into Justice League 2. Uh, apparently, Danny Elfman said, it's great. It was like I never left because I'm using the same thematic material that I used back then. It never actually went away. It was great fun. But it's what Elfman says about bringing back Superman, the movie theme, that's the most interesting part. Not just because the piece is back, but because, according to Elfman, it's twisted and used in a moment where Superman's status as a friend or foe to the League is not certain. So this is what he says. He says, There are a few little fan moments. I instated a moment of the Wonder Woman theme that Hans Zimmer did for Batman vs. Superman, but I also had two minutes where I had the pleasure of saying, Let's do John Williams' Superman. And that, for me, was heaven, because now I have a melody to twist, and I'm using it in an actually very dark way in a dark moment. It's a kind of thing that some fans will notice, some won't. It's a moment where we're not really sure whose side he's on. Dun, dun, dun! Colin just jizzed everywhere. Uh. <laughs> yeah, oh. well, he really that, is. That is, in, in all honesty, yeah, I did. Uh, that, is, and I love Star Wars, but like the Star Wars theme does not touch the Superman theme. The Jurassic Park theme does not touch the Superman theme. The Mission Impossible theme does not touch the Superman theme. The Superman theme is the single greatest piece of music in the history of everything. After die another day. Uh, <laughs> but that's like uh, remember when we did um, all the Spectre coverage now available on 007 uh, and we had that the Honor Majesty Secret Service nod in the Spectre trailer that we were then so disappointed that they didn't use in the actual film so um, hopefully uh, well we haven't seen it in the trailer it's the opposite this time around but uh, there you go uh, one thing else I want to talk about and then we'll probably go over some of the other uh, just what we've done in the last month and looking ahead um, Green Lantern is he going to be in this movie or not <laughs> well, we mentioned when we were talking about Henry Cavill's time here in Winnipeg over the summer uh, that that's when he uh, put that picture on Instagram of him standing in front of a window with a Green Lantern costume, and people speculate that was a tease of Justice League. I actually lived like a block away from there, which was exciting for me at the time, um, and more exciting for Jamie is she spent a lot of sleepless nights roaming the streets looking that's for where, Henry that's, Cavill. That's where she was. You're like, Colin, I'm going to visit my mum for a month. Uh. <laughs> she just said in the background, you're not supposed to tell people that. <laughs> she just walked in at just the right time. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there have been all these teases about the Green Lantern, but it's kind of up in the air still, I think, because none of the teases have been concrete enough. Like, even that Green Lantern picture that Henry Cavill had, it was more like, hey, I'm standing in front of the Green Lantern. Like, you could have interpreted it so many other ways other than just this is associated with Justice League. But there's just been more and more talk lately about a Green Lantern appearing. And I wouldn't be surprised if they were able to keep uh, Superman's role in this movie secret, even if people know he's in it. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they could you know, keep it secret. Everybody knew that we were going to see elements of these other characters in Donna Justice. But I don't think anybody knew we would see, you know, like these full videos. We would see Cyborg's transformation and stuff like that. Um, I have a feeling that if he is in this movie, it is going to be such a minor thing that it's almost like blink and you miss it. Like, hey, there was a Green Lantern costume in the background there. And Henry Cavill said in front of the window posing. <laughs> or it's, it's going to be something like a mention of him. Uh, but who knows? Like, 
they may have found a way, like with the Luke Skywalker thing, to just surprise us and have a fully established actor turn up in this movie, almost like we got Chris Pine's picture in Wonder Woman. When we get, uh, I don't know, who would be the Green Lantern Alicia now? Silverstone. Uh, Alicia Silverstone. Alicia, Alicia Silverstone. Silverstone <laughs> all of a sudden appears. <laughs> and uh, in brightest day and blackest night, no evil shall escape my sight. It's Gary Oldman. Come on, let's be honest. Uh, yeah, of course, Gary Oldman. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, uh, he's back. <laughs> oh. He's like, suckers, everybody, I'm still here. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I, I I feel there's I agree with you. I think there's going to be some sort of reference. I mean, I kind of going to Batman v Superman. I think we all assumed there was going to be, you know, Flash and and Aquaman and Cyborg sort of like cameos, but we didn't know too much about it, did we? So um, there's that aspect to it, and even like you know, Amazing Spider Man two when they're kind of walking through that hallway and they, you know see the Doc Ock arms and things like that. You know, there might yeah. just be. You know, a brief little thing like that. But, uh, I mean, Green Lantern is one of the films they've actually given a release date to, isn't it, in terms of uh, yeah. the DCEU. So, um, and oh, I just want to say on top of that, the movie they're making, the Green Lantern Corps, that is, at least in the comics, that is a comic where it is not one Green Lantern. It's a team of pretty much all the Green Lanterns. And there have been, what, I think there's like four Green Lanterns at this point. There's um, Guy Gardner... Um, Hal Jordan, John Stewart, and then the new guy, I can't remember his name. So, yeah, we may have a big team-up movie. So if they release one Green Lantern in this movie, that doesn't mean it's done. We're still going to get two or three other Green Lanterns that could pop up in the future movies. I like John Stewart, but I prefer John Oliver. He's funnier. Um, <laughs> that's my opinion. What if John Stewart is playing John Stewart? <laughs> what if John Oliver is I mean, playing gonna, gonna, John Stewart? <laughs> people who follow superhero movies, there's going to be lots of cries of whitewashing because <laughs> John Stewart <laughs> should not be playing John Stewart. Idris so Elba. Just leave it at that. Uh... <laughs> Idris Elba, yeah. <laughs> as John Stewart. Idris Elba is the only guy who's allowed to play characters in movies yes exactly uh white or black ex- ask me a Giselba. <laughs> uh i mean do you have anything to add i feel uh i don't know if i've glared over anything here but uh i think kind of what we're going to do here is sort of close it out it's similar to what we did in the spider-man homecoming preview is kind of rank our four in order that we've done we don't have to do as many as we did with the spider-man how the hell do we get through six spider-man movies it feels like we got through four <laughs> dceu ones like fairly you know standardly but uh have i missed anything that you want to talk about before we get into to ranking them no i mean everything that we needed to cover you know joss whedon's involvement and uh danny elfman and superman and batman i mean the trailers we've done it all other than the fact that we're really excited for this movie so (laughs) do you have any any stories like i did of freaking out telling people to shut up because you're so excited for this i have no friends or anybody in my life to tell to shut up colin so no uh, <laughs> <laughs> you i mean you've got um it's, it's interesting kind of the two big ones that we're obviously excited for the reasons why we've done dc month and star wars month so you basically won a double pass or won something to the preview of justice league so you, yeah. you'll be fanboying out seeing that i told my dad yesterday because i said to my dad i'm like oh do you want to come see justice league with me he's like oh you know we'll see and i'm like can you win tickets to it and he's like okay i'll try <laughs> i'm like colin won them <laughs> But, um, if Colin can do it, you can. I, I, I've at least, uh, I can say, bought my tickets to Star Wars The Last Jedi, midnight screening here. <laughs> so uh, Noah and I will be going to see that. Uh, 
the one minute past midnight on the 14th of December here. So, um, yeah, it'll be my second ever midnight screening. Uh, and both have been Star Wars films. So, uh, I'm looking forward to that. But anyway, alright, so we're gonna rate these, uh, the four DCEU. We did this with, uh, Spider-Man. You, I think, from memory, just rated them in order, did you not? Or, no, I did. I rated them in order. Uh, <laughs> I did. did you? Yeah, I did. I was like, fifth, Spider- Amazing Miss Spider-Man oh. 2. Fourth, Amazing Spider-Man. Third. Yeah, mine was all over the place. Yeah, yours was, he could, I didn't even write them down. But, uh, let's go from fourth to first. What to you? Right. And I kind of think I know what fourth is, because it might be the only one that you didn't buy. <laughs> well, but I, I, yes, that is what my fourth is. But I should also say I did rank these movies differently or rate these movies differently as we're doing this because I'm enough of a fanboy that I was going to buy all these. I wanted to give reviews. I originally intended to rent Man of Steel as well, um, but I, I, I just felt like I had a little bit more to complain about in Suicide Squad, even though I enjoyed it so much. And uh, really, I walked away from Suicide Squad last year watching it like three or four times before the end of the year. So it's no knock to have it in fourth place, but that would be my fourth place one. And I mean, it's the same with my... Well, I mean, I bought all of them. So, I mean, you know, I like all of these films. And I'm just going to say this judged on watchability out of all these four films, which of these ones would I least likely to sit down and watch on a Saturday night when I'm bored? And this is not a knock against this because I do love this film and I would watch this over a majority of films. Uh, I'm just going to put Wonder Woman at fourth. But that's, again, not that I... <laughs> not that I, like, completely disliked it out of it, but I, I would, in terms of re-watching them, I would re-watch that the least out of these four. But again, I would still re-watch... I would re-watch Wonder Woman over Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk, two Marvel movies that I've watched in yeah. the last week. So, Well, I, I just I have to say... We tried hard to hold on to our credibility as everybody in the world wanted to claim that the DC movies are terrible, <laughs> but they still hold to, you know what, at least Wonder Woman was great, and that was our claim of credibility. It's like, we loved Wonder Woman too, so our other opinions are valid. You've just invalidated everything we worked for a month to build. <laughs> but, but I want to point out that, again, I would still rank this, like, in fourth... That's I've got to rank four movies that I bought and that I enjoyed. This would be like me... I mean, it's like if we're doing the Star Wars rankings and I'm ranking, like, my fourth Star Wars film, I'm still going to watch a hundred times over a heap of other films. It's oh, the same with Wonder enough. Woman. Yeah. I would watch these a hundred times over. I'd probably watch this more than some of the Spider-Man films we covered and a lot of the films that we've covered on the Oz Network. So fourth, to me, still okay. doesn't make it a bad film. I just, I have to put these in order. So, yeah, that's my defense. You you have the, the <laughs> what would you call it, the, the podcasting integrity here. It's like, <laughs> I can't betray my values, yeah. my beliefs. I'm a, I'm a maninist, not a feminist. I'm going to put the women at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> my feminism card's expired. <laughs> Back to where Ben Waterworth belongs. Uh, so I would say number three, I'm going to put Suicide Squad. Uh, I mean, again, it's, you know, just, just ahead of Wonder Woman. Uh, I mean, I was similar to what you said. I mean, we definitely picked some flaws at it, but I don't know. There's just something fun about Suicide Squad that I can just enjoy maybe a little bit more, a little bit more than Wonder Woman. Uh, I'd put Man of Steel 3 just for the reason that uh, I, I feel, and I don't think that it's not, enter- it's, in no way is it not entertaining. Uh, in fact, I changed my rating of that just because of when we watch them. Like, I always forget how much of a blast this movie is and how much fun I have watching it. Yeah. But I still do feel maybe reusing Zod again wasn't the most inspired choice. And I hold to my opinion that I think you have to combine Man of Steel with Superman Returns to get a really great Superman movie. So slight points knocked off for that one. But still, I I bought... 
I didn't buy. I got it for Christmas, but I have an incredibly expensive <laughs> collector's copy of Man of Steel that I got for Christmas that I have watched countless times. That's part of our 117,000 different rankings on the Oz Network. Got it for Christmas. <laughs> yes. I think that's the got orange category. An incredibly expensive collector's edition <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> All right, give us number two then. I think I know which way you're going with this. Um, it's so close between these two that I would have flip-flopped several times just in the last 24 hours thinking about this. The only reason I'm giving the nod to my first place one is because this one, as I talked about in the episode, I felt like the director's cut was so much stronger. If I were to include the director's cut, I'd probably rank this number one. But the theatrical cut, which I think is the fairest way to rank this because that's what all the other ones have, is just slightly inferior uh, than Wonder Woman. So Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice... I'd put his two based on the theatrical cut. If we were doing director's cut, go out and watch it. Like you can't deny it. it's 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 such a good movie. Well, that's uh, where I, as we did the recap, I accidentally watched that one anyway. It's like this is three hours long. Um, yeah, I'm putting number two, Man of Steel, just because. I mean, similar to what you were saying, um, I every time I watch it, I forget how good it is, and it's just you know, it's it's enjoyable, and I think it's a great way to set it up. I mean, if I'm have to, if I have to watch a Superman movie on a Saturday night, I probably watch Superman Returns over Man of Steel because I just love that movie. Um, and you know, I'm still going to say it, even though it's not cool to say this anymore. I just fucking love Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, can you think about the people who are a few weeks behind on this podcast when you're going on and on about Kevin Spacey week after week? <laughs> this, this is how this is how quickly the world can change, people. Like a month ago, when I'm talking about Kevin Spacey, how good he is, everybody's like, oh yeah, you know, he's really good. Nowadays, it's burn him, fire him. He's terrible. <laughs> Cancel your Netflix, people. <laughs> you know, um, just because some of those allegations aren't founded, but still, we're going to hate him anyway. Um, don't open that can of worms, Ben. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoy Man of Steel, and it's got Russell Crowe in it, so why not? Uh, which, of course, means number one, Batman v Superman. Yeah, absolutely fucking love it. I think it's such a great film. Uh, the best superhero film I've ever maybe seen maybe well i I like the original spider-mans so uh, <laughs> batman versus robin um batman and robin it's not batman versus robin <laughs> <laughs> batman and robin number one superhero film from the man who loved die another day <laughs> um, hey you like batman and robin shut up um so <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is like two kids just arguing on the playground right now. <laughs> you like it too. You like that drop? <laughs> but yeah, I yeah, I just I, I I like both the theatrical version and the director's cut. Uh, both so good and just one of these films that I really sincerely hope in ten years time uh, really comes around with people grow a brain. I mean, again, this is in a month's time. Kevin Spacey's gone from being one of the greatest actors of all time to one of the greatest predators of all time. So surely, in <laughs> 10 years' time, Batman v Superman will be highly regarded as a movie. Yeah. I mean, my number one, I've already set it up, obviously. But, Green I mean, Lantern. it has to be Wonder Woman. The Green Lantern <laughs> in brightest day and blackest night. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, Wonder Woman, it's just, it embraces the time period it's in. Uh, it's different from all the other movies, and uh, I don't dislike any of the other movies, but it's just so many things about it were different. I talked so much about just the subtlety that the movie had and how much that worked, how good Gal Gadot was, how great Chris Pine was, um, the, the the villain Ludendorff Hamburglar, amazing, <laughs> 
Etta Candy, I mean, just go on and on and on. And I honestly wouldn't have thought this. As much as I loved Wonder Woman when it came out, I wouldn't have said at the time I would have ranked it number one. But just months later, rewatching this movie, I mean, to me, it gets better every time I watch it. So easily that one's the number one for me. But will Justice League beat it is the question. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see because uh, we are essentially a week away from this coming out. Uh, November 17, I believe, is the worldwide release. I know it comes out November 17 here in Australia. Looking here, it says it comes out November 17 in the US. Is it... November 17 in Canada, Colin, or you've got your advanced screening, so you don't need to care anymore. Yeah, November 15. Oh, wow. Okay, good for you. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I guess, November 16 for you, so you're not that far behind. True, true. But, uh, I mean, I'm guessing you're going to go see this multiple times. I mean, this is you, right? Or now that you're a dad, yeah. you don't see things multiple times anymore. Oh, no. I mean, I saw... Well, I, I wasn't a dad when Star Wars came out, but actually, I'm trying to think, is there anything I've seen multiple times since Casper's been born? Because um, <laughs> Batman, Superman, that came out beforehand. There was Suicide Squad I saw multiple times. Um, I mean, we've already made plans. Like, we have a trip uh, down to the metropolis of Grand Forks, North Dakota, <laughs> uh, two days after this movie comes out. And uh, I already told Jamie, I'm like, hey, we're leaving Casper here, you know, for the night <laughs> uh, with the grandparents. Oh, okay. Not by himself. <laughs> just like, we'll just lock him in the cupboard. <laughs> He'll be good. Yeah. He's a packet well, of baby biscuits. for so long. People have no idea. Babies sleep for 12, 13 hours straight. If we wanted to, we could put him to bed, drive down to Grand Forks, He's have dinner, He's watch Justice League, and come back. <laughs> um, I'm not saying that's what we're doing on the 19th, but... Winnipeg PD, but no. you're listening to this. Check out his address. <laughs> I'd say what it is, but the one that I went to, he's in a different house now, so I can't give you his I, actual address. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've shaken the tail. It's okay. <laughs> Jamie was safe. Uh, maybe maybe, but, maybe you no. live next door to that random Airbnb lady with the cat that I stayed with, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, we've already made plans. You know, we, we don't have to worry about a babysitter. Let's go see a movie. And I just told her we're going to see Justice League. Now, she's not even, despite the fact that she loves, you know, Henry Cavill or Ben Affleck or whoever else shirtless, J.K. Simmons and his rippling biceps, <laughs> um, she has told me she's not that excited about the Justice League movie because oh. she's basing it all on the trailer. Divorce her. She's not looking. Yeah, and I think she's probably a little bit more excited when we watched Wonder Woman the other day, but... I think just based on the trailer, she's like, eh, it looks okay. I'm like, it's not about how it looks. It's about the fact it's Justice League. But that's But I've me. already determined. That's like-, like me. That's what people look at the photo of me. Eh, he looks okay. But once you get to know me, I'm awesome, all right? So shut up, Jamie. <laughs> like Jamie's been going around the internet saying, you know, Ben looks terrible and his personality matches. <laughs> like, I'm no shirtless Henry Cavill, Jamie. I'm sure when you first, like, like Cole is like, oh, I'm joining Survivor Oz. Here's what the host looks like. You're like, yeah, he's okay. But once you got to know me, Jamie, that means that you like all my photos on Instagram, all right? You know it's possible. So give Justice League a chance. Justice League, the Ben Waterworth of movies. What? Once you have a photo from the neck down, those <laughs> likes are going to turn into unfollows. <laughs> true, true. I can't, I can't back that. You know, deny that. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're. I've already determined. I don't care if this movie. If the movie turns out terrible, maybe I'll change our plans and we'll go see Daddy's home too or something. <laughs> but 
Otherwise, we're seeing it the 15th for free, and then when we're in Grand Forks, we'll go see it again on the 19th. Okay, just refresh people's memories in talking about films that are bad. And I'm just saying this to jump on the haterade. I don't hate this film. I saw it multiple times, too. I was 12. How many times did you see Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace? <laughs> uh, I will, again, explain this, because you bring this up all the time. <laughs> Uh, the movie played in theaters for like a year straight. It never left theaters. And I lived across the street from the cheap movie theater where you could go for $1.25 and see it whenever you wanted. Wasn't married. So I saw it. <laughs> I saw it over 20 times. Yes. I need to, I need to break my... I've only seen a movie, yeah, three times. I think, um, what was it? Uh, Day After Tomorrow and Star Wars Episode Seven. Uh, I don't think I saw Spectre three times. I only saw that twice. So they're the only two times I've ever seen a movie more than twice at the cinemas was episode seven and the day after tomorrow. Um, you know, I I love the day after tomorrow too. So I only I. saw that once though. But uh, I I used to see movies like so many movies. I would see them, and it, again, it was different if you go back to like the late nineties, early two thousands, because I think Spider Man was the first movie that came out within four months. Uh, and nowadays, four months is taking a while for something to come out <laughs> on Blu-ray or DVD. Yeah. But it used to be movies would play for six months. And, you know, when you have, like, the cheap theaters, the third-run theaters, you know, it's it's easy to go and see a movie many times. But it's been years. But There are several movies I've seen at least three times. Um, and I'm trying to remember the last time I did, outside of The Force Awakens, which I think I saw, like, seven times, uh, the last time I saw a movie more than three times was probably Superman Returns. And since then, it's been like, you know, Indiana Jones I saw three times, The Dark Knight, uh, Dark Knight Rises I saw three times, Mission Impossible 3, 4, and 5 I saw three times each, uh, Man of Steel, Batman Superman. But yeah, it's it's been a while since I've, outside of Star Wars, top three. So we'll see how good Justice League is. I'll have to see them all before Star Wars comes out because then that's all I'll be watching. Yeah, exactly. I think hopefully we all will be. But uh, let us know what you're going to be doing, people. You're going to be seeing this film multiple times. Are you hating on us because I told you to fuck off if you didn't like the trailers? Um, I don't know, but uh, we're obviously very excited for Justice League. We will be doing a spoiler-free review pretty much within the few days of this coming out. Uh, Obviously, one of us gets to see it a few days early. Uh, But (laughs) outside of that, uh, stay tuned. Uh, for that, similar to what we did, obviously, with Spider-Man Homecoming. But uh, in the meantime, of course, the best way to get all these episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes. While you're there, leave us some feedback. It would be great to hear from you. And also on Spotify, Stitcher. You can like us on Facebook, follow us, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. You know the drill. Uh, but we've also got now that this is over with, uh, except for our review... Uh, Star Wars month officially begins. Yeah. Uh, and again, to kind of go over this, uh, no, we're not doing the generic route of watching all seven or eight, uh, of the official canon films. Uh, I'm, I'm still going to say seven, because I mean, Rogue One's kind of like your Clone Wars animated movie in a way. It's sort of an in-between movie. So, yeah. uh, you know, we're not doing that way. We're going to save that and wait until episode nine in 2019. So, uh, we are obviously just to refresh people's memories. We're going to be doing the two Ewok specials, uh, the holiday special <laughs> with special guest, Anthony Rossi, uh, not really special guest. He's a co-host of the show. So first time I've been on an episode with Rossi in forever. Um, I was, you know, I was going to mention that that's, that's a big deal right there because even Rossi probably about a month ago, just randomly asked me, does Ben know that I'm on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> He's not even sure that you're aware. Am I allowed to be here? 
I love how he's like, what is he, scared of me? Like, I mean, he's the same, like, we're fully established the Oz Network is different in the fact that it's not Survivor Oz with special guest Colin Hilding. I mean, we're all equal billing. I mean, you and I alternate into hosting it when you and I are on and you're on these ones. I mean, we have nine official co-hosts of the Oz Network who all get equal billing. So, Anthony, Rossi, Mr. Sir, uh, you are the same as me. So, um, you... well, he's really not because he he doesn't host the episodes; he co-hosts. Well, but I get what you mean. He, yes. I mean, you know, he often is. Well, people look at him and go, "Oh, I really want to see that," as opposed to me, where you've got to like look at it slightly. Oh, yeah, I've got to get to know him a bit. Uh, you know? <laughs> what, yeah, what you're saying is Rossi from the neck down is. <laughs> more likely to get liked on Instagram than you. <laughs> Rossi posts full body pictures and he's liked. I post head pictures and get one <laughs> like. So, and it's only from your wife. So, uh, <laughs> yes, I'm looking forward to that. The holiday special and the Clone Wars. So, we're doing them over the next four weeks. Of course, that will then lead us into a preview episode of The Last Jedi, followed by a spoiler free recap. Now, after that, just a quick teaser we're doing Christmas month. Woo! Um, you sounded... I don't know if that was excitement or groaning of disappointment. Well, it's, ex- <laughs> it's excitement for what we're covering. So what are we- it's, it's groaning because we're doing, like, about, you know, probably nine hours of podcasting every week. But <laughs> what we're covering is amazing. So what, just I don't know if we've officially announced, announced it, but so we're doing uh, the three yeah. Santa Claus movies. And what's the fourth yes. we're doing? Christmas with the Cranks. It's going to be all Tim Allen. Okay, I've, I've, I've only seen, like... Santa Claus 1 is like my staple Christmas movie. It is Christmas Eve yeah. tradition. Always, always watch it. To me, the best Christmas movie of all time. Uh, hated the second one. I think it, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? I'm never... Like, that doesn't exist. That is the Independence Day resurgence of Santa Claus movies. They shouldn't have made it. It was pointless. And I've never seen the third one. So, <laughs> um, I'm looking forward. I've yeah. never seen Christmas of the Cranks either. So, there you go. Yeah, and just a bit of a tease on that. I mean, I uh, we should probably be teasing Star Wars Month, but let's talk about Christmas because we haven't even talked about that yet. Um, I like you. I love the first Santa Claus movie. It's one that I get. That and Die Hard are basically my two go tos. Maybe you could throw in like Christmas Vacation well, there as well. I'll just but, quickly uh, add minor, minor Santa Claus and Jingle All the Way. <laughs> okay, put yeah. that cookie so down slightly, now. Mine's slightly cooler than Ben's, but <laughs> hey, Arnold Schwarzenegger at right? Christmas is nothing cooler than that, and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> well, I say Tim Allen in Christmas is cooler because we're doing four of them. Okay, okay, and that's you start to cover Home Improvement Christmas, which maybe we'll find a way to cover too. But uh, I love the first Santa Claus movie, and I actually love the second one Ugh. not quite as much, but pretty close. I'm a huge fan of the second Santa Claus movie. Uh, the third one, no, that's going to be a fun one. <laughs> that's that's Isn't yeah, Martin that's going to be in it? a lot. Of... Martin Short's in it. And I actually do love I Martin like Short. Martin I mean, he's Short. Gonna I really do like him. So yeah, yeah. And then Christmas with the Cranks. I mean, I understand a lot of the complaints people have about it, but I think there are a few moments in that movie that is just amazing. And uh, I, I, I'm such a huge Tim Allen fan. I mean, he was my hero as a child, like legitimately. My male role model growing up was Tim Allen. So uh, this is going to be a very special month for me. I mean, it's going to be tons of Superman and <laughs> Batman, followed by tons of Star Wars and Tim Allen. I mean, these are my childhood dreams come true. I'm a, I'm a huge Judge Reinhold fan, so uh, I'm looking forward to some <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Dr. Neil Miller. Bring it on. Bring on the Neil. Uh, <laughs> am I the only person? Your child. 
Am I the only person ever uttered the sentence, I'm a Judge Reinhold fan? <laughs> Judge Reinhold just woke up. What? I have a fan finally. <laughs> He's texted me right now. He got my number. Ben, I'll come on the show. <laughs> I bet you we could get Judge Reinhold from oh, Santa Claus If we Chilean can't get Judge Reinhold on the show, we're doing something <laughs> wrong. <laughs> oh, we're the one podcast in the world that's never had him on an episode. <laughs> oh, the Oz Network. Haven't even got Judge Reinhold on. You're a failure. Um, and we'll have some more exciting news when it comes to some great months next year. One that Colin and I are very excited for, I think, at the beginning of the year, which really ties into one of our other uh, podcasts, which, no, isn't 007. It's the other one we do. Um, so look forward to that. But uh, I'm very excited for Justice League. We're very excited for what we've got for the rest of the year. And we'll wrap it up by saying, my name is Ben and I'm rich. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really. I host a podcast. Come on. <laughs> My name is Colin, and scrutely homgu, goodbye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.